You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy. In this episode of the e-commerce marketing show, I talked to my boss, Ben, Ben Jabawi. He's the founder and CEO of Privy, but we didn't sit down to talk about Privy and really try to pitch you the company, but I wanted to learn from Ben and unpack the, the lessons learned. Hey, you've been doing this for eight years. You've helped over 400,000 e-commerce businesses. Like, What do they get wrong about marketing? What should I know? What do you teach to the world? What are the things that most e-commerce brands screw up? when they're thinking about marketing. So we talked about why most new e-commerce brands never make their first sale, the playbook for converting that first sale, for driving repeat customers, the power of telling your story, and why even things like your shipping and confirmation emails are the perfect place to do that. It was awesome. I feel like I learned a lot. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So here is my conversation with Ben. All right, Ben. This is so funny to be back here doing this because this Amazing. is how we initially started. But anyway, that's Amazing. that's for history. So. I want to talk to you today about the whole journey at Privy because I'm lucky enough to like, I got to hop off for the hard part and come back on now and spend all your money in marketing, which is great. I want to retell the Privy story a little bit. I know you're tired of telling it, but we'll tell it again, which is basically where we we last left off. Not that people care about that, but I, I worked here years ago and at the time you were you built a software product that was for basically brick and mortar businesses thousand dollars left in the bank. There was a failed acquisition that we had talked about. It's all on the blog. You can go check it out. But basically from that day forward, when you and, and the two Alex's, two engineers here had to figure out like what the hell do you do? How did you find this like Shopify market and e-commerce? Like how did you make that connection? Yeah. So it's actually a really good question. I think there was a, a handful of conversations that were happening internally, one of which was from Existing customers that happened to be using the software. So I'll never forget this conversation. The customer's name was Holly, and we got on the phone. And I remember it was like on speakerphone, and and Alex was sitting right next to me, and she was like, "I love Privy because I've never grown my email list this quickly." Do you remember Holly uh, Brugers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. But what, okay, so she said she's never grown her email list that quickly. Yes. Was it because, was the product doing something different that she's never had before? Why? Yeah, yeah. So for her, what she was doing was she's attaching an incentive to a form. In its simplicity, that's all that it was. And historically, the way that she was able to run coupons and promotions was just by putting up a, a digital version of that that wasn't asking for anything in return. Got it. That's or, it. Or it was probably super manual. Like Totally. She's paying an agency or a developer yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So that was one. Existing customers just being psyched about how nimble they were using Privy. They could do it themselves and growing their email list. Then, like internally, we had conversations around other markets that would benefit from that. Right? And so, like, you know, Chief Martech, whatever that guy, Scott Brinker. Scott Brinker, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got that like 7,000 Martech logo thing. And so we're like, okay, but that's really B2B. Like, that's the B2B marketing landscape. What else is happening? And we saw 
Shopify growing like crazy. We saw big commerce, Magento. And one of my advisors at the time was selling ties on Shopify. And he was like, dude, try e commerce. You know, the concept of growing your email list, uh, I don't know if you know Dan Scudder, but the concept of growing your email list is so critical to my tie business. Like, and I'm running coupons all day long. Like, why don't you try that? Yeah. And so we basically, in four weeks, we built a brand new product. It happened to be called Privy, but it was like, let's do everything we can to scratch the BS and to come back in four weeks with a free product that's just let's. Anyone grow their e-commerce list. So, how do you build a product in four weeks? So it's basically like they just chopped off the the kind of like in-store redemption part of the product and and made it free. Like chopped off the billing part. Yeah, just like get rid of all the cruft, yeah. you know, that you thought was cool internally, and just focus on like a single workflow, which was design something, put it on your site. Attach a coupon that you control. Yeah. Period. The thing that I'm obsessed with in marketing is like just is less about the tools and the tech. If we talk, it's, it's about people mm-hmm. and like, hey, if you focus on people, they've never changed. Like that's the whole pitch. The other thing that's never changed in marketing that like no nobody gives enough credit for is email. Totally. Like every year is email dead. Is email dead? A decade later, twenty years later, email is still like. I got this question in this like marketing group that I'm in the other day. Like, hey, if you could if you could build a massive audience on on any channel today, what would it be? And I said, it's still email. Totally That's the only that. channel that you can like print money with. And so it's just interesting to see how that has been the, always the common thread. And I think people don't give that enough credit. Yeah. So part of that like four week process was. I was scoping out e-commerce forums. I was, you know, reaching out cold to e-commerce businesses and the thing that I kept validating in those conversations was in e-commerce as the entrepreneur, you're sitting in a room saying, "How can I grow my business?" right? Versus brick and mortar, you you, you got all sorts of distractions. So, right. they all recognize the simple equation of like I click send on a newsletter and I make money. Right. And so if I could click send and that go out to a larger audience, they'd make more money. Or think about your brick and mortar example. There is none there. If you, you and I go start a, a bagel shop down the street and we launch, uh, then what? Right. Like there is no button that you press that makes people come into your store. And that's totally. always been email. Totally. And so all of these things like triangulated around us learning that the existing email solutions. Mailchimp, Constant Contact, Clavio, etc. Like they were fantastic for retention marketing, but none of them were focused on acquisition tools. So the aha moment after all of this and getting some of that feedback from e-commerce businesses was like, let's strip out all the BS of what we're trying to tell the world. We're not trying to change the world. And I think that was an important distinction between the first iteration of the company that failed and the second. The messaging just became simple tools to grow your email list. And obviously we've evolved a lot since then, but that was what kind of set us on this path. What was interesting about what was happening with Shopify? So you you create an app for Shopify, you get in the app store. I want to learn from you. Like what have you learned about e-commerce? You know, less privy specific, but like what's what's unique? Because you've kind of as an entrepreneur, you've focused on small businesses. That's kind of always been your thing. But now the shift is like e-commerce businesses, which are it's like the new wave. Like, you know, Shopify is like the 2020 version of like Main Street. Yeah. What have you learned? So the funny thing about us is actually when we like started growing again, we didn't start with Shopify. 
We actually started with like Magento, some other weird like X cart that you've never heard of. And we we landed in Shopify kind of, I'd say, last of the group. The thing that I've learned is this is the next wave of entrepreneurship, right? Like it's super expensive to start software companies. It's incredibly challenging. And as someone who's, you know, perhaps passionate about some side craft that they make, yeah. like you can be at your full-time job. Yeah. You can open up a Shopify store right now. You can, if you have an audience, great. But if you don't, you can buy an Instagram ad and drive traffic to that store. It's it's today. actually unbelievable. So you okay? So Ben has been on my ass to like set up a <laughs> Shopify store because how can I market this company if I don't know it? And so I didn't mean to do it, but it just happened because it's that easy. Saturday night, I'm on the couch with my wife, and I'm like, I'm just messing around, and I'm like, I'm just gonna sign. I'm just gonna do this right now. Yeah. And so I created a Shopify store. It's called DG Hoodies. You can go check it out. DGHoodies.com. TM. TM. <laughs> and I, I tweeted out like, hey, who should I use for printing? I just was like, I'm just going to make a, a, a hoodie and sell it and see what happens. And so I, I went to Shopify, I installed uh, Printful, I created the products, and in two hours, I made my first sale. Now, that's, By the way, that's so atypical. It's atypical. I have an, I have an audience, and so like, I, and also people, we just announced that I came here, and so people like, you know, those are not real buyers. But it's unbelievable. Like that's totally the business that I would love to get into is because I don't you don't need a physical store. You don't need all this overhead. And it's it just fun to be able to go and do that. And so it is insane when you think about the opportunity about that that we have and just the e-commerce market in general. It really is anybody can go and do that and create this side hustle and turn it into something. Yeah. And the thing that I've learned along the way is that it's so easy to launch that store. And you you have a really strong audience, so I think it was different in your case. But the majority of people that are launching these businesses never actually get to their first sale. Yeah, because it's so freaking hard yeah. to grow the company. So yeah. the the barriers to launching have gotten really low, and the cost is you know maybe thirty to forty bucks yeah. truly. But growing is what's so challenging, and I think like. Fast forward from 2016 to 2019, we're now, you know, hundreds of thousands of stores use Privy, small upstarts that haven't had their first sale, all the way to companies doing 200 million in revenue, right? Yeah. And the thing that I I just see time and time again is that it's the foundational stuff that people miss out on. It really is. It really is. And I think we don't. At least I'm a marketer. This is like I'm a, I think consider myself. A, this is what I do for a living. I found the thing that I'm good at. And I'm going to keep doing it. But I think about this all the time. Think about your average person who's going to go start a business. That's the last thing that you're thinking about. If you have a product, most people start a business because they have an idea or a product, and so you get addicted to the product. You go and buy the product. You make it. You you find someone to build it. You find a shipping. You do that whole thing, right? You set up your store. You're like, wow, I'm so excited about this. I got products, I got a website. And it doesn't hit you, for most people, it doesn't hit you until after that website is live that you're like, oh shit. I have to like actually get people. And I sent a message to you the other night. I was like, Privy is built for that now what moment, right? Which is like, you have this store, now what? Yeah. Especially in a world where e-commerce, it's a lot of commodities. Everybody's selling clothing. Everybody's selling phone cases. Everybody's selling wallets. You know, it's really hard to compete, and I think that that is the story. Is that marketing is the differentiator for successful e-commerce businesses? Totally, and I, I think 
The big difference in businesses that I've worked with that are selling online, the noticeable difference from those that are successful and those that are not, are people that understand that if I buy an ad and someone hits my site right now, they may not be ready to purchase in 10 seconds or less. right? And so the whole idea behind building an audience, building relationships that you own is so critical in e-commerce because... Like when was the last time you visited a site that wasn't Amazon and you checked out right away? Right. Like it's pretty rare. It's rare. So, you know, as the founder of an e-commerce store, what I'd be doing differently is I'd be doing things to build that relationship, email, text. I'd focus on content creation to educate those people and those relationships on like what's unique about my black hoodie right. versus, you know, the champion hoodie I can get at Marshalls, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's the stuff, and the people that recognize that that are telling their authentic story using channels that they own, like email and text, like that's the beginning of foundational stuff. And I think one learning for me was on the on the first episode with Kurt Elster. He talked about I was like, hey, if I was running a Shopify store and you were my like coach, what would you want me to send you every week from from a stats perspective? And he talked about traffic. He talked about add to cart rate, right? But the thing that really stood out was he said repeat purchases because he said that stat, unlike any other tells you the health of an e-commerce business and totally makes sense, right? Because if I see an ad on Instagram that's for a hoodie and I go to the website and I just buy that once, what's going to get me to come back? Yeah. And that's not magic, right? That's like the power of marketing and, and having and building customer relationships through through email, through text, through whatever other channels come. Yeah. And I think even just on that note, there's a ton of missed opportunity for merchants, right? So let's walk through that flow. So yeah. I hit your site through an Instagram ad, let's just say. And miraculously, I make that purchase on the spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, So first off, while I'm still on your store and I'm on that page that's like confirmed, that's like a really powerful moment where you can do something with me. Like a note from the founder while I'm still on the site. Point me to like actually follow you on Instagram or Facebook or join your email list or text, right? But then it's like, okay, now I've left. So the expectation is there's a confirmation email coming. And then you've entered this window that's like super awkward where you've just made a purchase. The product hasn't arrived. You've got two days or whatever. That's what I'm talking about is like the perfect opportunity to tell the founder story. And the perfect channels to do that, I think, are, are through email, where you've got great content that talks about you know, how you source your materials or the quality of your product yeah. or who's making it. Or just like instead of, I think, so everything you just said, like if you just actually went and, and mapped those down and drew them on a whiteboard, and then you wrote out like what your touch was going to be at every one, that would be such an easy way to get better at that. Because what everybody does is, I buy something, you get that stock like shipping confirmation email. Yep. It doesn't have to be that. It could be a picture. If I'm selling hoodies, what I would do is I would go to my like warehouse or wherever I'm storing them or whatever, or with one on, and I'd take a picture of myself and I'd say, hey, it's Dave, thanks for buying a hoodie, just like this one I have on right now. Where It's on your way, it'll be there in a couple weeks, uh, it'll be there in a couple days, and, and like, P.S., tweet at me on Twitter and let me know what you're excited about. Love that. Nobody does that. I know. And that's so, and the, the other thing that like we talked about with Kurt a lot was most of the, to me, the best marketing is just being, is being authentic. And 
anybody, most anybody that's starting a uh, e-commerce business, there's some story there. Totally, you're right. Is this a nights and weekends thing? Is it a side hustle? Is it because your cousin makes you know uh, wallets and like you're gonna sell them for him? Uh, I met someone the other day who's launching a men's underwear company, but he's a banker. Why the hell are you doing that? <laughs> like, all you have to do is tell your own story at each one of those things, and that's why people are gonna shop local, like the movement used to be. Now it's shop small with with Shopify versus Amazon. There's anybody can tell that story. You don't have to be an expert in marketing. Yeah, and I think I think the natural tendency is there's a ton of content out there on how to you know do better marketing for e-commerce and what the behavior that we see is you grab an agency or an expert in, in paid media they're doing all sorts of complex stuff and sophisticated targeting then you're you know you're focused on like all these branching marketing automation workflow emails which like okay fine if you're doing like a hundred million dollars but if you're just getting started you need Foundational stuff. You need a way to drive these people to your store, and if you want to start with paid, that's fine. But I'd, I'd also spend time investing in content early. You need a way to build a relationship, whether they're a lead or an actual customer. You need a cart abandonment email series, and you need an order follow up series. And like, if you can just nail those things, even with one per series, that's the foundation of your e-commerce marketing. And at least gives you something to learn from, to start exactly. tracking and learning and feeling successful about, and you can figure out where the gaps are, what you could be doing. Totally, yeah. All the branching and lifecycle marketing, like that comes next as you're growing. Do you think? Do you think a lot of um, e-commerce brands, whether you're small or growing, are they are they waking up in the middle of the night and thinking about marketing? Yeah, they are. Yeah. So the the two types of customers that we work with here, one is you know the the founder or the entrepreneur is the one actually doing the marketing, and so uh, I've got a friend Jeremy from Zutano here in Boston, longtime customer, who spends probably like forty percent of his day in Facebook. Yeah, right? I talked to him a couple. I talked to him Did two you? weeks ago. Nice, and he he runs all of their all their paid media. Which is like a full time job, right. On its own, just for how much you have to refresh creative. But that was really interesting to see how. And he, he, by the way, he graduated from college and got that job, and then taught himself right. how to do all that stuff. So it is possible, totally. But yeah, I mean, he, the the founder or the the one marketing person is the one spending their time like thinking about marketing. Now that's. Different if you have like supply chain stuff and you're manufacturing abroad or brand new products. Like there's a lot more that goes into that and fulfillment. But in the beginning, if you've got a product that you're passionate about, it's about building that audience and getting your first few sales. Mm-hmm. What um what's your okay? So you kind of is that your playbook you broke down like abandoned cart. Like if 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 you're if you're gonna come work with me on DG hoodies, which might get so successful, I might just quit. So just be aware yep, of that. We're ready. Okay. Um, actually, not with the margins, because I I just like literally picked. <laughs> I just like wanted to go as fast as I could, so I just hit like whatever Shopify put in there. I'm making like the hoodies cost like eighteen dollars to make, and I'm selling them for like twenty. It's, yeah. ter- it's a terrible business. <laughs> yeah. So I. If I were to like sit down with you and do like a marketing makeover, yeah, right. Let's start right now. I want I want to like not gloss over. Like okay, okay. so for I, I have my store up and running. Boom. I have a pro- for like because obviously you have to have you have to have a you have a have a um a, a place to do business online. Yep. <laughs> right. And you have to have a product that people want. 
We can't help you with with those. Once you have that thing, we can help you. So 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 I'm here now because I have a okay. I have this hoodies product. Awesome. Now what? So on your store, I'd focus on two things. One, I'd target first time visitors with some sort of small offer okay. to get them to opt in to my email list. Okay, because no one's just going to join my email list just because they want to join my email list. So totally, they so, land on my website, and I could have a pop up that says, "Hey." First time checking out Dave's hoodies, you'll get you'll get ten dollars off your first order if you put your email address in here. Exactly. Okay. And the whole idea there is that that's how you start building relationships, right? So you've got that targeting first time visitors that have never ordered. Next, and th- those are like every e commerce business does that. Those are ridiculously totally. successful. Totally. Yeah. And like people crap all over them, but that's how everyone builds their list in this industry, and yeah. it works really well. Yeah. The second thing I'd do is I'd actually identify people who have products in their cart, right? They're currently on my site, mm-hmm. and we detect that they're about to leave that order behind without completing the purchase. Okay, we call it a cart saver. Cart saver. This so play number one is play number one is the is the join my join my list discount something get them to build your list. Play number two is assuming that they've gone and played around and added something to their cart, but they're like, eh, maybe I don't want this yet. Cart saver, I leave the site. Yeah, so as you're leaving the site, either remind them that they've got that coupon code yep. or give them a different one. Yep. And what we see there is that that can actually reduce the amount of people that abandon their cart by 10% before they've left the site. Just a cart saver, that's yeah. it. Which makes sense because you're like, I don't really want this thing. Or you is go it on to Amazon? leave and you're like, oh, I can save 10%? Right now. Sure. Totally. So that's, that's huge. Um, and then like, just those two things are going to get you in a rhythm of building relationships and closing first-time sales. Nice, it's huge, and like the, that kind of skyrocketed privy those two concepts. Okay. Next, I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, what what's the perfect abandoned cart playbook?" Right. Once they've actually left my site, and so they x out of that. I don't want that. I'm I don't want it. Yeah. I'm out. And because. You know, because you've captured their email or because they're far enough along in the checkout, you can actually trigger an abandoned cart email series. And what what we recommend here is that your first email goes out one hour later. It's super authentic, probably from the founder if if it's a one person company, and it's customer support oriented. Hey, this is Dave from DG Hoodies. I noticed you had this specific product in your cart and you didn't buy it. Like. Do you have any questions? Like mm-hmm. we have a thirty-day refund, you know, no questions asked. Um, or, freaking, if you haven't got your first sale, here's my cell phone number. Shoot me a text with any questions. Right. And that's that's the only ad. You're not selling in that email. No sales. There's no there's no, no like coupon. there's no click here, uh, click here to go back to the site and buy it. You're trying to generate a response, or maybe they did just get distracted and they go back. And that can just literally be a little. A little reminder that they're going to yep. then go back to the site. Totally. Okay. Then I'd add another one 24 hours later that includes a coupon. It says, "Hey, this is Dave again uh, from DG Hoodies. Um, you know, uh, just in case it helps, here's a 10 percent off coupon. Here's a link. Yeah. I've rebuilt your order for you." I love that the emails that your advice is to do that with the emails. Why? Because one of the best Copywriting email lessons I learned 
it was actually from a guy named John Barrows, who is a sales trainer. And he had this line and he said, he never sends his best email first. Totally. And that's why, right? Because if you send that that coupon, that that discount is your like is your ammo. That's the hook. And so if you send that immediately, it's probably going to get lost in spam or in your inbox or just never read because you're just another company trying to send stuff. But if you come with like, hey, I'm Ben. Here's my phone number. Here's a picture of me and our team here. We hand make these things. Let me know if you have any questions. So they're going to open that and be like, okay, cool, and prime you for then when you get the offer the day later, you're like, just take my money. Totally. And that email that includes the coupon, you know, you got to create some urgency around that. So that coupon, this is a coupon just for you. It lasts 24 hours. And maybe we're running low on inventory on that black hoodie. So we rebuilt the cart. Just click here and you're, you're ready to check out. There's so many things that I'm so excited to like unpack with e-commerce because there's it's all psychology related. Totally. Like direct response really works here. The the third email in the series. Yeah. And this again, is if, if you didn't buy. If you didn't buy only. Okay. The third email is 48 hours, right? So you got the one hour customer service, you got the 24 hour yeah. coupon, and the 48 hour is hey, that coupon we sent you yesterday is expiring. This is your last chance. And that's it. That's it. That's that is a, a playbook that you could implement today yeah. on your store yeah. to convert first-time visitors and reduce abandonment. That's really okay. So if we include your first play, your first play is pop-up and then abandoned cart, which is no emails. The second play is it's really just three emails. Yes. And your confirmation email if they buy. Yes, order confirmation and you know, we can get to like newsletters and you know, follow-up emails later, but I think for just converting your first order, which yeah. is what so many struggle with, yeah. that would be my playbook. Too. Okay, so so that's that's your flow. Then there's two things that could happen, right? If somebody doesn't buy, what do you do with them? Newsletter, put them in your newsletter workflow and just send new products regularly? Yeah, or you know, I, I would definitely be doing that, right? One of the big mistakes we see with with entrepreneurs is that um, they they're building their email list, but they're not actually sending anything to them. And then, like, finally, like six months later on Black Friday, you send a newsletter blast, and everyone's like, "Who the hell are these guys again?" Yeah. Unsubscribe. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, yeah, you got to be in a regular cadence there. Um, but I would also I'd consider retargeting them, right? Because this is a really warm lead. Um, they've had something in their car they haven't purchased yet. So that, those would be the, the two kind of playbooks for following up after the card series. And then if I do buy, what, what, what's your then playbook to get me to buy more stuff? What's the cross-sell playbook? Yeah, so I think it, it's like the moment you transact in e-commerce is it's not the end of the road. It's just the beginning. Yeah. And so setting expectations before that product arrives, building anticipation and excitement around like why this black hoodie is so much better. And like here are common questions we get on this black hoodie, etc. Product arrives, you're notified, let's send another one after, customer service oriented. Hey, any any questions, any surprises, like anything I can help with? Yeah. And I find that like if you can set the expectation, build the anticipation, and be there from a support perspective, then like you've completed a fantastic first run experience. And then you're like, okay, 
this is the group of people that purchased my black hoodie. Guess what? Three weeks from now, my red hoodie launches. Yeah. Or my black joggers launch that go perfectly with that black. And you have like a group of people that are confident in the delivery and fulfillment experience. And you know their size. You know everything. And you can even match that with the rating that they gave you. And then you could say, wow, this is someone who really loved it. Maybe we go sell them again right now. Yeah. And I mean, the marketing and marketing and sales 101 is like, you know, when the best time to ask for the next purchases is like at the moment of the, the initial purchase. And so um, if I'm selling sneakers, it's, it's the, hey, you just bought this pair of Jordans. Do you want to add for $10 a sneaker cleaner? So you're always good if you, they get scuffed. Like, totally. One of the things we see is that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs in e commerce start with probably too many products in their store, right? And so, like, you can't necessarily. Focus in on the right audience and tailor it to them, right? The more specific you are in any marketing, the better. But you know, if like a lot of the hot D 2 C brands will start with one product and really nail that experience, and then they'll roll out a second or an adjacent product line. I think like that's a really great behavior. Like maybe you launch with one to three things, yeah, but at you know that yeah. way you can actually offer God. more in the arsenal. It's insane how much of this is just everything about marketing because every year I do um, I do two guest lectures at Harvard Business School to like graduating um, engineering and, and PM students, hmm. and the topic is always about why you should do marketing before you're ready so you can learn. And this is the same thing, which is like instead of waiting for you to have the line of ten hoodies, right? How about you launch with one? Yeah. Start to learn, learn the playbook. It, it, it's everything. It's like I talked about this recently. And the, the biggest mistake I've made it as a marketing leader in hiring is when I've hired people without having done that job or somebody else doing that job first. Like I always talk about this example at my last company. I basically ran events for the first year and then hired an events person because I had already done the job and so I knew the recipe. The same is true for e commerce. If I've then run this playbook with the black hoodies, then I can just clone that and make it better or tweak it for the red hoodies and so on. You have to launch that first thing. And that speaks to like the power of being able to market to people in the future because you have their email. Totally. Yeah. I mean, uh, you could you could focus on men's clothes first, then layer in women's when you've got a strong audience and these guys tell their girlfriends or their wives or whatever. And like, it's also so going to build up hype if people buy your thing and then like I go tell my wife, I'm like, I just got this hoodie I love and they're launching women's hoodies next month or exactly. whatever. That's going to build this thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think like using existing customers that have made that first purchase, focusing all your attention and customer support on making them happy then that's what sets you up to have relationships that you own yeah and launch more stuff yeah so what do you think um what do you think the oper- why doesn't everybody do this then why isn't every business successful like why don't people go in and do it i think there's so much, like and this is no different in e-commerce than any other form of entrepreneurship like it's so exciting and exhilarating to press publish and then you're like, okay, that didn't do anything. Yeah. And the hard work really begins. Like, yeah. how do you get word of mouth going? You know, how do you find the right customer? How do you find the right customers while you're honing your product and improving it along the way? Like, that's the stuff that's really hard and takes time. And my honest opinion is that if you are starting an e-commerce store to get rich quick, 
like I actually don't know what I'd recommend instead, but I probably wouldn't recommend starting an e-commerce store. Like I find that it's the entrepreneurs that have a background and a story and are so passionate about, you know, their problem space yeah. or the the craft that, you know, they want to share with the world are the ones that, you know, push through the hurdles to well, get it. It done. makes sense because if you're gonna sell if you're in it to get rich quick, that means you're probably going to not be able to like create a brand new product from scratch because that's not quick. And so you're going to like go and sell hoodies, but you don't actually manufacture them yourself. You're just reselling someone else's hoodies, so the margins are never going to be there. Totally. But now, if I was actually serious and I like researched the best, I, I actually you know made this a thing and I went to factories like the guy that I think we we both know him. We used to talk about his underwear company. He's in warehouses in 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 New York City and and testing out material. This that's a real thing, right? Yeah. And so I think you have to either be connected to the product at that level so you can then go tell the story, or otherwise you're basically like, look, I can't even offer you the best price because I'm just reselling it. Totally. One thing I want to call out, like which is a very common mistake about DG hoodies. Yeah. And don't worry, I do this too. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Who you you close some sales, right? I close some sales. Okay. So here's the crazy thing about e-commerce. So some sucker that's a big fan of, of yours bought yeah. your hoodie. Yeah. In a few days, that hoodie's gonna arrive at his doorstep. Okay. You're the founder of DG Hoodies. Yeah. And you have not felt, held, or touched the product that you're selling. Nope. How about that? That's, Isn't that weird? That's that's terrible. And and that's like that is one of the big Things and why people like crap all over drop shipping and stuff because it might like get your appetite wet and you're like, oh, okay, I, I actually could do this. And so I actually think as a way to launch, that's a fantastic thing. I'm a huge fan of Printful and Printify and all that stuff. But if you can sell 10 hoodies, this is a Jason Lemkin <laughs> quote right you here. You can sell 100. Exactly. And so if you use it as a way to like prove out the business or audience, yeah. then I would recommend actually going and doing the manufacturing and all yeah, that. I love that. Because you know that's how you'll grow a real business. You're not going to make a business earning a dollar off yeah. of every sweatshirt. I was wondering what the beef was with drop shipping, and I'd get it. Yeah, I have no idea what that's going to look like. I just put text on a hoodie. It's probably going to be terrible. And it's actually bad for the industry too. Like We just did some work on our house, and, and my wife's been hot about these like heavy blankets. You know, these like huge chunky knit blankets. Yeah. And so we like found this awesome site, probably through an Instagram ad. We bought it. The tracking email we got instantly was like, okay, it's going to take three weeks because this thing's like coming from China, nothing against China. Yeah. It shows up and it's a total piece of crap. Oh. And so now, like, you're like, okay, I got to do this return thing. I got to. Like send something to China. Yeah, <laughs> it never works. It's really hard to pull off. The perfect niche is like you. Ha- you have to have. You have to be there. You have to. You have to like be there. You have to be there. You have to care about it. You have to have made it yourself. Otherwise, you just buy from it. Your exactly. customer will buy from Amazon. Exactly. And that's what these people, like entrepreneurs, all of you. Because Amazon's going to get that part better. Totally. <laughs> it's, totally. It's Amazon. So you got to care more yeah. about the quality of your product, your story. Your customer experience and your customer support. This is a great lesson because um, I thought dropshipping was awesome, but it is no, awesome. It is <laughs> okay, but. but but I do think you, what you also said something that's important though, which is if that's your V one, if that's your like launch playbook, it's great because then you've launched, you've learned marketing, 
one of the best marketing lessons you can do is have the marketing plan and marketing strategy and know that marketing is going to work first, then add on the great product. Yes. Then you're just putting a great product in that funnel. So I do love it for that. It, yeah. However, you'd have to go into that knowing like, hey, look, I'm just testing this. I'm working on some stuff behind the scenes with some suppliers and we're going to get the hoodie right and I'm going to go test them all. But for now, I'm going to just get this funnel yeah. up and running. Just build the audience. Yeah. Like uh, One of the things that I wish I did differently at Privy was Start by thinking about distribution. Start by building that audience in the yeah. community, and then launch products. Yeah. And you know, I think uh, print-on-demand is a great way to do that all at the same time. I mean, you and you and every other startup or entrepreneur have that thought, though. Totally. Most people think about distribution second. Yeah, and it and it is what it is. Okay, we're going to wrap up soon, but this is this is exactly what I wanted for Good. this. So thanks. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the. Um, so if email is everything. And I don't want to make this a privy ad because that's not gonna like nobody wants that. But we're gonna launch text. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that the next piece? Yeah. So I think there's there's something amazing about relationships that you own, right? Um, email, I think, will always remain the anchor of e-commerce marketing. I think it's critical. It's where we expect confirmations to go and all that. Um, but what? Like, look around. You know, everyone's just head downs in their phones. Right. And like email inboxes are getting cluttered. You've got your mom emailing you, you've got work, you've got confirmations. Um, But everyone like spends way more time uh, and attention on text because it's that much more intimate and it's always on your phone. So I think for merchants, it's another channel that they can own. And for us, like the privy brand and all the tools of where we started were around building relationships that matter for e commerce. And so, you know, we thought long and hard about should we build uh, MySpace Messenger? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, okay. Or should we should we build for text? Yeah. And uh, I couldn't be more excited just because you know from day one out of the box you'll get all the benefits of list growth for text. Right. And and also it speaks to like the playbook for driving repeat purchases is not just one channel. Totally. That same um, abandoned cart. Series I mentioned, maybe that first customer service one that goes out an hour later is email. Maybe the one 24 hours later is that text with a yeah. coupon. Yeah. And then maybe you flip back to email, right? Like, or it's, or it's an hour, or the, the first thing that happened is the abandoned cart text, which is an hour after. Totally. If it's instant, people would be a little freaked out by it. But an hour later is like, because I think that the, the thing that's exciting about text is that it's basically the only channel where you're going to get 90% open rates. And the open rate, not only is it 90%, but it's within seconds. Yeah, yeah, or the minutes. recency. And yeah. So the recency. So, so if you really did leave something in your cart, you get a text an hour later that's like, hey, did you mean to leave this? Hop back here and finish checking out. Then you build in your email. That starts to get really fun. That's powerful. Yeah. So, how do you, okay, one thing I've, I've talked to a bunch of customers and one of the biggest pieces of, I think one of the challenges, and I'm only asking you, is a, it's a layup because you can answer it. But like, how do you address the objection of like, I don't know, do my customers want that? Like, I tried Facebook Messenger and people thought it was just a bot yeah. spamming them. How do you how do you talk to that? I love this. For years, you know, people have been like, I hate pop ups, you know. <laughs> I, as as a consumer, I'm never putting my email address in, right? Sure. And you know, here we are, four years later, and we've collected a qu- quarter billion emails, 
right? So, you know, just because you won't do something, like you, you can't just um, project that to your customer base. It's also not always true, right? I won't put my email in if I know it's a B2B business and a sales rep is going to try to call me for 15 days. But if it's like I'm trying to buy a new pair of sneakers or a new hoodie or a new phone case, like I'll probably give you my email. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And so I think like, you know, what people are so nervous about about text is it is an intimate channel, right? Uh, even my behavior with text, like I get texts from maybe five people. I also don't have much of a life, but like yeah. that's it. Am and I so, one of your five? Yeah, you yes. are. <laughs> Good. Um, and uh, you know, like yeah. for that reason, I think I would expect that you're going to have a smaller text audience than you do email, and you need to be very careful about how you use it. So yeah. I think that's all stuff that we want to bring to the table. I think that's such an important point, which is like I think people default to like, oh my god, it's going to be this this spam channel. But no, 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 the the rules of like good brand and good marketing still apply. Which is like, if the only way you use text is to say ten percent off reminder, get this offer, get this offer, like you still have to build a relationship, you know. And so, what if you, what if once a week you sent out a text that just was like, hey, hope you're having a great day, like go get after it, yeah, like <laughs> that's actually great. Just, just to be, yeah. No, what brands are doing that? You know, none, none, like none. And so you have to still apply the rules of good marketing. But I do think the opportunity is like the, all the, all the instant campaigns. It's, it's going to be the most instant marketing channel. Yeah, totally agree. Um, all right, that's it. I got nothing else. Nice. No, that was good. What are you excited Fun. about most about the e-commerce marketing show? Oh, are you kidding me? Like for myself, just to learn. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things is like. There, there's incredible people out there that hone in on one area of expertise, and you know that could be email, that could be text, that could be copywriting, like whatever that is. And so to bring in like the foremost people, and even for myself to learn, like that's what this is all about. Me too. That's like I, I like doing these interviews because I don't feel like I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm interviewing you to learn. Nice. And now I've learned, and I can listen back, and and uh, I'm I'm excited about it. We're gonna do, we got a lot, we got a lot we're gonna do Good. with this show this year. So thanks. And by the way, if you've been liking this show so far on on first couple episodes, leave us leave us a review because Ben gets them all directly to his inbox, and it makes him really happy. And then each review, my um, compensation at Privy goes up <laughs> by one dollar. So for every review you write, I'm getting additional dollar nice. this year. I'm just kidding, but leave, leave us a review if you like the show. Take a screenshot. Share it on Twitter. Leave a review. Tweet at uh, tweet at us at Privy, and um, we're excited. We got a lot of good stuff coming. Awesome. All right, thanks. We're out of here. See ya.